Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Three Things Podcast. Super excited to be joined by a good friend of mine who I've known for a couple years now, Jessica Burdick. Do not confuse this with the other Jesse Burdick, some some powerlifter somewhere on the West Coast, whatever. But we've got the real Jesse Burdick. We're on for this week's episode of the Three Things. Jess and I have a great conversation about um, a few things that kind of range from just her experiences and hindsight being 2020, what she would and wouldn't tell herself to do as she broke into the personal training industry. Uh, we talk a little bit about um, goal setting and habits and what she's done to kind of increase her productivity and just stay productive and, and build habits over the last six to 12 months. And then we also talk about the differences between men and women in the weight room um, in regards to age and what they're looking for to do and goal setting. And, and that conversation is pretty awesome. Um, so without further ado, Jessica Burdick, the real Jesse Burdick, and we do address that in the speed round, spoiler alert. Um, she's on. I'm just going to stop talking now, sit back, crack a beer coffee whatever i mean it's 6 30 in the morning when i'm recording this but uh, maybe it's like 6 30 p.m on a friday night when you're listening to this i don't know but enjoy My name is Jesse Burdick. A lot of people know me as Jay Birdie or just JB or Bur- kind of all different things of that go along with my Instagram name, though that was my nickname as a kid, not just okay. Instagram. Okay. Anyways, um, I work at two different gyms right now, RX Strength Training in Somerville and the Fieldhouse in Sudbury, and I'm a personal trainer at both of them. And you asked me what? What was You asked me to what? So we got the who, we got the what, we got the where, and why do you do it? Okay. Um, well, I have been now training for training people for about eight years. I've been, I think like a lot of trainers, you go back and forth. You're like, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Um, lately, it's been coming more clear to me that I absolutely love what I do because I really, my job is to make people feel good. Um, and if you can just feel better, one percent each day then i think i did my job and that to me is it's very i don't do it for the money obviously i think we do it for a lot of other reasons um and definitely one of them is to make people feel better about themselves even if it's just a little bit each day that's awesome yeah that's awesome bride tribe shout out to bride tribe. <laughs> um so for those that are maybe tuning in for the first time because you saw and, and i'll i'll I have an idea of what thumbnail picture I want to use for you, oh, Jesse no. Burdick, but I'll let you send me whatever picture you want me to use. Okay. Um, the three things podcast, three things. I have them on a piece of paper right here. Uh, oh. Bad radio. Cause you guys can't see it. Um, but Jess doesn't know what I'm going to ask, which makes it fun. She did indeed reach out to me beforehand and ask what we were talking about. Um, I told her it doesn't matter because she's not allowed to know. And then the speed round at the end, Jess Burdick. So I don't know if you actually listen to the Three Things podcast. Some people are podcasters. Some people aren't. I only get it. Maybe you listen to your own episode. I don't know. Um, but we've got the three things. We've got the speed round. However you want to answer the questions or prompts, however you take them is what I'm looking for. So don't worry about however you're answering the questions. It's exactly what I want. Raw, okay. unscripted, all the above. Okay, so... The first thing, and I stopped you before because I thought you might be on the verge of answering this. So uh, maybe we can kind of re-pick up that conversation we were just having. 
But like you said, you've been through a couple gyms now. You and I are both, you know, kind of pushing the infamous age of 30. We've been doing this for a while-ish. Uh, I think like if you've lasted like close to a decade in this industry, you've, like you can say you've been doing it for a while. Um, what's one thing that you would go back and tell uh, young Jay Birdie to do? Or, and or, and this is the second part, what's one thing you would tell young Jay Birdie to avoid? Okay. Uh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I'm, I'm like Oprah. So I ask Oprah hitting questions. That's such a good question. And I think you kind of, you said it that we're pushing 30 and I have been, I don't know if it's because I know I'm turning 30, uh, or if it's because I'm just happened to be reflecting a lot. Uh, but I have been reflecting on exactly that. And one thing, I mean, this is so cliche, but one thing I would definitely tell myself uh, when I was just getting into the industry that you literally don't know, first of all, you don't know shit. Uh, that's number one. And number two, that's totally okay. And it actually, you look better to your employer, whoever, like internship, whoever you're trying to impress um, at the time that when you're just like, oh, I don't know, like I, I actually would, I'd like to know more about that. Or if you're with a client and you have no idea what they just asked you, just saying like, yeah, that's actually a really good question. Like, let me, let me get back to you on that. When I was, I always say when I was a kid, but I was like 20. You're still a kid. No, you're still a kid. Still a kid. When I was a kid, uh, or when I first kind of broke onto the scene, when I was graduating from college, I, I just, I just remember thinking that I was, I had to know everything and, and everything meaning like how to write the perfect program when at the time I didn't even know to be totally honest. When I first started training in a lower body pull and, and you know, like the quintessential perfect program, um, I just was winging it at the time and I was so nervous all the time and I was not comfortable. And one thing that has, has really steered me through the last couple, the last eight years or so is I, I just, I wish I told myself back then to be myself. Um, I'm a very personal person and that's something that I've always kind of um, laid into a little bit that I can talk to people. I can, I can be funny and create kind of conversation. And that's something I wish I did back then versus because now I'm catching up to that now I'm more confident and more comfortable when at the time I was so unsure of myself and, and that could just be getting a little bit older but I definitely wish at the time I knew I, I wish I knew how little I knew if that makes sense For sure. um, and that there was so many more steps that I had to take versus thinking I needed to know everything at that moment that is a fantastic answer and I feel like that's maybe like the growing process of any industry, yeah. but is something that not all personal trainers and people in our industry realize is they, I think they go through and they just like the ego either expands and they become this like, like enigma of wherever they are, or they kind of have like the aha moment and like something happens, whatever it is. And they're like, I, I, I'm okay with not knowing it and literally being maybe the dumbest person in the room. It uh, so Follow true. up for you, Jay Birdie. Was there like any specific instances or like a place we were or whatever where you were like, okay, like I, it's okay for me not to know. Like, was there like a person, a mentor, like what kind of helped like shape the mind of the young Jay Birdie? Well, so 
it's actually, I would say within the last, I felt more comfortable. And I, I said, this could come with age saying, I don't know, or um, not being sure of myself very recently. Um, and that actually probably happened. So I was at a couple different gyms. Um, I was at a gym not so long ago where it really wasn't okay to not know those things. So I hid a lot. It was really hard for me to ask questions. Um, and, and more so I wasn't, I'm sure it would have been okay if I asked the questions, but I wasn't comfortable asking these questions um, because I felt like, wow, like I'm working at this great place at this point, I should know this shit. And I just did not. Um, so ever since I started working at RX um, and met my powerlifting coach now, his name's Kevin Kane. Kane. Oh my God, it's Can. <laughs> he would, he's going to kill me when he hears. I always say, I always say to him, Kevin Kane, and it, it's Kevin Can. Um, so since I met him. If I ever um, meet him, I'm going to butcher his last name oh now. I'm, bl- I'm throwing you under the bus. Hey, it's literally C-A-N-N. It's Kevin Kane. Can't. But I say, I, I, it's can, but I say in my head, Kane. Anyways, oh God, he's going to kill me. So since I met him and started seeing Steph and Zach, so Steph Allen, our mutual friend, and Zach Gabor. Um, my twin. Your twin. They have made me feel, without them probably even realizing it, and same goes with Kevin, but the three of them have really made me feel like I, I, I am where I should be. Um, in terms of my knowledge, in terms of my um, training philosophies. And that is really, and that's been very recent. I just started working at RX just about a year ago um, after I left the other job I was at. And I just was like, wow, I don't know shit. And you know, when you meet people and they open your eyes to a whole new world and you're like, wow, everything before this moment, like, yeah, like I learned some life skills along the way, whatever, like in terms of like training knowledge, like I knew nothing. Um, and philosophies and stuff like that and concepts. So since then, I, I guess within, to answer your question, now I kind of forget your question because I'm going on a tangent. But. Well, you said what one thing that you would do and that was to be comfortable with yourself, be comfortable not knowing. Yes. You still have to answer the one thing you would avoid. Oh, okay, okay. Should I, I was it? just going to bring it back. Don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. I like the Jay Birdie. We know we like the Jay Birdie rants. The rants. Um, so the like Jay the Jay Birdie rambles are totally acceptable as well. You keep going because I'm enjoying the conversation. Okay, but what what was your initial question? Because now I already forget. What would you tell your what one thing that you would tell yourself to do, and one yep. thing that you would tell yourself to avoid? It was a two part question. Okay, still one thing. First thing, two parts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just basically, well, well, you said my aha moment, and I think it was within the last year, and the which is funny because like I we've been saying through this whole thing is that I we've been training now for almost a decade, so. Um, it became very clear to me that, uh, and something I would tell myself even back then is you are where you should be. And that, um, that has really stuck with me since, since I left the job I was at, um, and got this new job and what I would avoid, um, I would avoid situations where you're, 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 let's say you're working in a gym. Let's say I'm young Jay Birdie working in a gym. And I, I now would avoid situations where um, we don't outsource to other people, like other, other trainers, other physical therapists, that everything's kind of enclosed in our little, you know, our little four walls. Um, that's something that I would avoid when things aren't collaborative, when we're not collaborating with other physical therapy offices, even other 
other gyms like close by, that's when you have this kind of close, like you're close minded and you're not meeting new people. Um, and I was in a situation like that too. And I just, I just didn't meet anybody new. And I was just always hearing the same thing over and over. And then I kind of feel like I lost a couple years on really learning because I was in a very closed mindset space. That's really good advice. And I think that's something that, that like when we look, we, it's easy for, I think us to say, or people who've been in the industry to say like culture, look at the culture of the place interns when you're looking at a good internship like look at the culture and i think that that is a good indicator of the environment you're going into is how much like what's the relationship like with other gyms in the area other people in the area in the same profession and and that's so it's such a good point and that's not what i would have expected you to say but i'm really glad you did because it just kind of opened my eyes to like making sure that we're not because i am in a big health club and making sure that we are super inclusive of the entire area not just like what We've got going on in our four walls. So that was a solid solid answer. I mean, I I literally have people that are um, in my gym with me and I feel like they might need something else. And I'm not even talking about physical therapy. If I feel like another gym close by, I'm like, you know what? It, we could just be wasting each other's time and maybe, you know, maybe you, you would be a better fit here or let me talk to this person from this gym and see what what they say and i think being collaborative with uh and networking is something i didn't do for so long and it's it's definitely been a game a game changer for me yeah it's a good little segue to the second thing so don't be confused the first thing had like three things oh my god i literally thought this was gonna be question three no this is the second thing now i got a whole list Jamie, no, no, I got eight and a half by 11 with like nine different questions. I'm just like going by the flow of the conversation. Okay. A little behind the scenes in the three things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, like over the last year, you've had a lot of aha moments. And, and I personally, from someone observing Jay Birdie and being a Jay Birdie fan from the outside, have noticed a distinct change in, I don't want to say your attitude, but like, like it just, everything just seems like it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. And my question for you is over the last six to 12 months, what habits have you built that have helped lead you to um, more success and, and maybe like just being more comfortable with yourself, new job, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another part to that, like, how did you like, tell me about like your habit building process. Like, what is it like for you when you look and say, okay, this is something that I want to start doing. Like you mentioned reflection already in, in this mm-hmm. conversation, like, Give us kind of the, uh, the Jay Birdie pullback here as to what, what that looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, I was working in a place for, so right now I'm, I'm essentially on my own, um, in terms of my business. I don't, I don't have like a Jay Birdie business, but I, um, I work as a private contractor at both gyms. Um, I, I am an employee at the field house, but I do bring in my own clients and same with RX. Um, so before that, within the last 12 months, I was at a gym, which I've mentioned before, where, um, I was there pretty much, I was there 40 ish hours a week. Um, I didn't have to hustle and that is actually, it's weirdly enough, something I really missed about training. I think, um, when you get into the field, you're like expected to be a salesperson. And I actually really liked that aspect of it because you, like I said, I'm a people person. So it was easy to sell myself in a way. Some people have a really hard time with that. It depends on how you can, 
how you can conversate with people and if you're comfortable with yourself. But anyways, um, so I, back then, uh, when I was working at the other job, I was working 40 hours a week and I didn't really have to create any habits because I woke up and went to work and came home. I didn't have any work I had to do from home. I wasn't at that point. I have a, a very small blog now. I wasn't writing for my blog. Give um, a shameless plug. Shameless plug. What's the blog? Just jbirdiefitness.com. And okay, I always... Jbirdiefitness.com. It'll be in show notes. So I always, always post. Um, I post twice a week. And, uh, and I actually will get to this habit of mine that I do um, with my blog, but, um, and I always post about it on my Instagram. So at J birdie fitness, at J, just J birdie at J birdie. Yeah. But we, <laughs> it says, <Jay> fuck. Ruin <laughs> <laughs> really in Casey. <laughs> everyone says that. And it's because you can write your, you know, you can write your name at the bottom. Yeah. It, so I, instead of writing Jesse Burdick, I wrote J birdie fitness. So when you type in J birdie, right underneath it, it says J Brady fitness. And that's why everyone says it, but that's my website. Um, so, so I didn't really have to create, which was actually a killer for me because I have ADD and my, my thing with everyone kind of, there's different, all different types of ADD, um, adult ADD. There's about seven types. I believe I could be wrong about that. And I don't know them all. Um, but there's, in particular with me, I thrive off of, well, one, I don't like being told what to do, um, but I like to have structure. So that's really hard to do because I, having a boss, like having a direct boss that's telling me what to do, you got to be here, here, and here. It's really hard for me to abide by those rules. Um, I don't like, I feel confined. So now that I'm on my own, somebody with like how I'm kind of like all over the place, I really need to organize myself and get myself into habits. And it's taken a while. I mean, I, I've been out of, out of that other job that I was at where I just like was fed hours and I didn't have to do a goddamn thing to now I have to like, literally I'm calling clients. I'm texting. I'm hustling like all the time. I work my ass off. And that's something um, that's taken me a long time to say, cause I always used to, um, like, oh, I'm not working hard enough. And I, I need, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like now I, I'm definitely in a good groove with my habits and my job that I'm hustling. So one thing I do, um, is so to, to, to create these habits, to, to keep myself going is I always, and, and this is also very cliche. I always schedule, um, times that are for me that I will not put clients there. Um, and that is usually during the day, which we know as a trainer, um, we all have like these weird off hours through the day because people are training either in the morning or at night. Uh, so I have, I have a big block through my day where I schedule my own, uh, personal training where I'm working out. And then I schedule blocks through my day where I'm writing programs, um, making phone calls, following up with clients. And then I actually, um, I actually like to, and I try to do this. I wake up, I have early clients and I do that purposely. Uh, so then I wake up early, I have a client or two, and then I have another hour or two before I really start my day. And that hour or two, I am, like I said, contacting my clients. I'm writing the programs. And then most recently I've been making sure, which I absolutely love to do is writing for my blog. 
and by having um, and by by posting for my blog and posting online, I think as a trainer, um, this is a I feel like a good habit to have, even if people aren't reading your blog, because who fucking knows if people are reading my blog or not? I don't really care. I want people to see that I give a shit about what I do. And that's what's important. So they see people, they see me, you know, they, a lot of people see me at work, but behind the scenes, I'm always trying to do something. Um, this is, like I said, a habit. I'm not like letting myself sleep or get comfortable ever. And that's because I know that I'm working for myself. Like I have to hustle. Yeah, I think I like the perspective you gave there as far as like having to having to either like avoid complacency because your mm -hmm. your situation as, as a, a contractor, whatever it might be, kind of demands that. I had a, a conversation. I don't know if you listen to the Three Things podcast, but I a conversation do. You, with John wait, Moljo. You said this twice. I do listen to it. <laughs> it's suspect. You're suspect. You're an alleged listener. It's okay. I, um, I have the water bottle with the sticker. That's true. You do have the water bottle with the sticker. That means I but... listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me out of the pod, Jay Birdie. But John and I were talking about this on a couple uh, episodes ago of like people who like they kind of put their business on the back burner. And I don't, and it's, it's hard for me to like understand that even as someone who is like a, a W2 employee, I work 40 hours a week in a gym and, and I am responsible for hustling in different departments and things like that. But not right. having that independent trainer mindset, it's, it's very foreign to me. And it's, it is, I don't know, refreshing, interesting, inquisitive. I don't know what the word is to hear someone who says like, yeah, like, I have to make time for this and time blocking all these different things that really do help key in on other habits that lead to a better business, a better, you know, environment in your workplace to your, with yourself, lifestyle, whatever it might be. And that's, uh, I think important. You know? Yeah, you can't, you can't sleep on yourself. I mean, if you're on your own and you know, I will say if I was, if I was like living at home, not having to pay rent, not having to pay my car payment things, my hustle might be a little, uh, low level, but because I have these things to motivate me, like I live, I live outside Boston. It's not, you know, cheap to live out here, but I love it. Um, I have all these things that I have a, a few things that keep me in line where if I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm so tired. Like, I just want to like sleep, but like cancel on this client. I'm like, no, like I literally think like I, it's so black and white for me now when before it wasn't, um, when I was working at, like I said, I was a W2 working 40 hours a week. I'm like, okay, if I don't see this client, I'm not making rent. Like I said, you know, it's not, it's not quite that dramatic, but in ways that's what kind of gets me up. And, um, knowing that, you know, say, like I said, it's not about the money, but I'm, I also, you know, these people are like relying on me too. And, and that's one thing they see how hard I work and I see how hard they work. And it, it's definitely uh you get into this mindset when you're on your own that you're, you, you have no choice really. Sorry. That was a rant. Yeah. That was a no, rant. I liked it. It just, it just, I think it can be just boiled down to is making sure you're in the right environment that challenges you and that you're able to challenge yourself to be better in that environment. Right. Mm -hmm. Boom. Okay. The last thing of the three things, and this might be a little cliche question, but you know, it, 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 I'm curious to see where you take the, the very broad question that I'm about to ask. Cause you've been doing a lot of work 
um, as you know, uh, an avid Jay Birdie fan on, on Instagram, <laughs> I see you're like, you're working with young athletes now. And I think that mm -hmm. that's super awesome as someone who works with young athletes. Yeah. Is there a difference between training male and females? Um, yeah. And this can be in relation to the young athletes. We like you as a power lifter, like whatever it might be, like yeah. um, put, put this, put the bow on it. Cause this is a huge, like clash, classic internet debate. Okay. People, Okay. It. I mean, it, so it well, like everything in fitness, it depends, right? Are I right now I'm training, uh, I train a lot of younger girls, um, which is kind of, you know, Steph Allen and I have in a very, very groundworks, a passion project with working with younger female athletes. So that's kind of where my mind's been going to more and where my work has been going. Um, but yeah, I think there is a difference. Um, I think, and I've learned this from Steph and I've learned this from working with girls. Um, and I, I mean, are you talking just like general, are you talking age? I mean, cause that's any, any, it's a broad question on purpose. So, I mean, I'm very, a lot, I think I bring feelings into a lot of my training. Um, I'm very empathetic of girls and that's because obviously I am one. However, I do have male clients. I connect with both um, on different levels. Yeah, I do think that there, there needs to be some type of a difference with working with females and working with males. Um, not that you have to, and I think that's where, this is like exactly kind of, this is a really good question. I think actually where people might go wrong with working with younger female athletes is that they have this kind of mindset that oh, they're, they're girls, like we have to be, uh, they're delicate. Um, we have to be careful of their feelings and we can't say anything. You know, we gotta be really, really careful like when we're training a younger girl because in, for some reason, and you know, it's something that Steph and I um, and KCAL, Kristen, our friend, we're always you trying to- Also guess, all guess on the three things podcast. Yep, yep. Um, which I do listen to, I'm a big fan. Oh yeah, yep, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Cool. Okay. So it's something we're all trying to figure out. Um, where did it, where did society bring us? Why are we here where girls are, are considered so fragile? Um, because obviously we're not like we know, and I don't have to get into like, you know, it's kind of been, we know we can put to rest that like lifting for girls and women in general, that's people know that now, like, that's not something I have to even get into. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes, yes, you do have to have that conversation, which is mind blowing, but yeah, uh, whatever. So yeah, I think with working, it's, I'm just going to go with younger girls. I think working with them is it's, it's challenging in its own sense because you act, even as a girl, I have to remember, like she can take whatever I throw at her. She's not fragile. I need to talk to her. Um, I talk to all girls and boys, like they're my friends, um, with girls, I like to create an alliance with them almost in a way too. Um, I want them to know that I'm there for them. I understand things that they're going through, that they can talk to me. And to, to be totally honest and simply put, I don't have that connection with guys as much because I'm not a guy. You know what I mean? So I do, I do tend to, to lend myself to younger female athletes and girls because I can relate to what they're going through. And I feel like I truly can help them. Um, with that being said, 
I can connect with a high school kid too. It's just a matter of how you approach, you know, how you approach them. Um, sorry, that was another rant where I just kind no, of. No, for sure. Well, I mean, because like I'm writing this question down, just I'm like, this is something just, I, I think it'd be a good conversation. And, and the answer to the question for me is like, I train everyone differently because everyone's different. Everyone's like different. how you talk to someone might be different. How you approach someone's previous injury history is going to impact how you train with them, how you talk with them, what's their relationship with the weight room because of past experiences or what they're perceiving. Like it's all going to be different. And you, I mean, the nail on the head is it depends. Like you said that right when you started, it all depends, yeah. but I definitely like where you took it as far as the young ladies our, our gym, I work in a Parisi speed school is literally two thirds female athletes right now. Yeah. And they're absolute savages. And I think that to the point where it's almost intimidating for uh, like when a, uh, a young man walks in and they see they're going to be lifting with like eight absolute units yeah. um, with ponytails. And they're like ripping 200 plus pound trap bar deadlifts off the ground with ease. Like it's, it's almost to the point where like, we almost have to like, like like it's it gets to the point and as a as a male and and just say like like it like there's nothing it's just we're here to train like regardless of who age right. gender like you can be 70 you can be the 60 year old lady i work with in the morning and be an absolute unit and <laughs> that's what it's about like it's just about like you're saying like just developing that relationship and, and feeling better and you said earlier like getting them to feel getting anyone to feel better about themselves even if it's just a little chunk at a time yeah and I like, think that's where people go wrong is they, yeah. they kind of forget that big picture idea yeah I mean I think it's it's funny you say that because I do think girls tend to feel more comfortable in gyms than guys because I don't know if I think guys get very you know it's like kind of the the kind of switching it a little bit they can get very self-conscious and I I've definitely dealt with that and I have to remind them like you know we're starting this is like our starting point. This is, you know, like you are where you should be. I say, I do that with myself. I do it with my clients. Um, but yeah, definitely everything's, everything is everything. Everybody has a story. Um, and I think that's where, uh, I don't want to say where trainers necessarily go wrong, but try trying to treat everyone the same, uh, can be detrimental and definitely everybody's everybody's different for sure okay that concludes the three things are you ready for the most important part of the podcast i'm so nervous so it's the mullet man we just did it. i'm going to rechange the, i'm rebranding this next year season <laughs> three the mullet podcast featuring casey lee it's the three things in the front and then it's the speed round in the back um, i just like i just fire off some answers yeah these can be as short as long as you want um it's pretty degenerate um but it's cool because it's mad fun i think it allows people to get a, like an honest like like just kind of like the, the personality shines and this is what makes a difference not just another fitness podcast jay bird okay so number one the other jesse burdick what's up with that <laughs> like uh. Like, give us a Jess, give us a Jesse Burdick story, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the other Jesse Burdick is a powerlifting coach, which is hilarious because I'm also a powerlifter. Um, he is based out of California. Uh, he's super popular. He has a lot more Instagram followers than me. He's a very smart guy. He's a really nice guy. Um, I I met. Tony Bonvecchio a few years ago, who was my first powerlifting coach. And he's like, dude, he's like, I thought the, he's like, I thought the other Jesse Burdick was coming in the door when like, I saw your name 
or something like that. I think he was kidding, but I was like, who? And I look him up and I'm like, what? This is crazy. So I actually, I actually get his emails a lot. Um, and I have to forward them to him. And, um, and he, <laughs> he shouts me out sometime, like when he does face Instagram lives, like I'll go up on the, he'll like see my name pop up and he'll be like, Oh, there's, there's Jesse, the other Jesse Burdick out in Boston. So we've never met. We plan on meeting though. Yeah. It's he's, amazing. He's a cool dude. I'm actually going to tag him and you in this podcast when it goes up. <laughs> um, have you pursued your career or your, or your side hustle in craft beer modeling? Have you like taken that and like made more active in that? that next level? Yeah. So yeah. So my boyfriend works at a brewery and he, it's actually really funny cause he just got, they just got tank tops. They got, so here's a question for you. Would you wear a male tank top? Do guys do, do guys yeah. wear tank tops? Yeah. Like it's not like, a spaghetti, it's not a spaghetti strap, but it's like, no, it's like a tank. It's like a dude's tank. Yeah, top. Like yeah, a dude hell yeah, I wear those. So I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like, they're like dad tanks to me, but he's yeah, like, that's, that's fine. He's like, yeah, I got all these tank tops and I'm like, cool. Do you need me to like model some of them? Cause he, we have, I have a porch, like my porch is at uh, really nice lighting and that's where he takes a lot of the pictures. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. And he's, I'm like, well, what do you, who's going to model like the, the men's ones? And he's like, I don't know, maybe like when I'm on a boat, I will or something. I'm like, so is that the only time you're going to wear this tank top? But yeah, no, I, that's just whenever my boyfriend needs me. And um, it's usually because we live a little bit further away from each other. So he'll come over and we have to do it during the daylight. So those photo shoots are at like seven in the morning and I want to die. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> um, shout out Kelsey Brewing in New Hampshire. Um, Cause I, I follow them and I'm always pleased whenever I see a picture of you in like a Kelsey hat holding like a battle axe IPA. Like it's pretty great. Um, no, it's, fun. it's fun. Do you prefer to receive your Instagram likes all at once or individually? <laughs> be honest, be honest. Okay. You mean like what, what you, how you troll me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I love when you do it. And I actually, one time you recently, I think just liked one of my posts. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, just one. I like got upset. So That's I, amazing. I, I like, I like to wake up thinking that I somehow became super famous overnight to just a thousand likes of you going back to like 2011 and yeah. like old pics. Did you, you, you liked some of these? Pictures. I liked the first, I was like the first like from like 2000, literally 2011. Context for people listening. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do this. Like what you said to me where I was just like. I, I just called liked, you, I called you a little bitch before. And you you got, did call me a bitch at one point and, and you say to this day that it was like a typo or you thought it was someone else, but either way you called me a bitch. Whatever. <laughs> um, like I haven't forgotten that. That's, you know, whatever. So I go through, I basically don't, look at jay birdie's instagram where i just keep scrolling through i'd never like look at anything until like these random times where i will just like every single picture like a chunk like literally hundreds of pictures at once oh yeah and it's uh it's, it's just kind of my thing it's kind of my thing now with, with just you i only do that with you it's pretty it's so pretty i mean good. you liked a picture i haven't seen in so long it was like my ex-boyfriend and I, and I'm like, cool. So I like, I'm like, I'm glad this cropped up. So I just deleted it. I can't it. wait till I just, I like all of them and I'm just going to go back and comment on all of them <laughs> um, and give you my like, like I'm going to rate the picture and then I'm going to give you like a one liner about the picture. So if anyone's looking like a good way to troll your friends, 
just start like liking double tapping everything like literally everything go to the very 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 end start double tapping yes um Mm -hmm. how important is the setup in the deadlift and by (laughs) setup i mean your goddess-esque setup with the hair flip (laughs) like the breathing the belt like you have maybe the best setup in powerlifting how important is it um it's well very important number one um number two i knew you were gonna ask me and it's so funny a lot of people are like oh your hair flip your hair flip like if i didn't do the hair flip my hair would be in my face like as i'm deadlifting and and it just it just wouldn't be ideal um you know i will say though if you go if you scroll back which i know you you do do, you will you could look at some of my old videos and i was way more dramatic um with my deadlift like when I first started and I think because like you see all these like cool people deadlifting and you're like you have to like really get into it and I've kind of like learned I'm like okay I don't need all this like I just need to like it's like basically like if you think about I was just gonna use a really dumb analogy and I'm not gonna so I'm just gonna x me wow, that it's messed but up okay whatever it's really dumb I I think I think I uh I've got it down to where I need it to be but yeah it can be pretty dramatic like some people still comment on it and they're like can you yeah relax? and I'm like fuck no, no. relax not at all um if you ever like cut your hair and like the hair flip was wasn't a thing it, I would think you should just give up lifting weights in general I would I would quit yeah no ugh, ugh. my powerlifting career would be over 100 on the notion of powerlifting what would you tell someone who wants to get into powerlifting uh, that they should absolutely do it. They, if they want to get into powerlifting, I think, I think one thing that I wish I knew years ago was that they need to look at it as a sport, um, not so much just as a like, oh, let, I just want to learn how to squat, bench, and deadlift. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like, if you want to strength train, but if you want to powerlift, like, this is a sport and it needs to be uh, respected as that. Does that make oh. sense? mic drop mic drop um or phone drop jay birdie where do people go to get more jay birdie give another shameless plug so my instagram uh at jay birdie j-b-u-r-d-i-e everyone still spells it with an i uh we need to start fixing that j-b-u-r-d-i-e and then i have a blog that i post to on sometime during the week but definitely every friday uh jbirdiefitness.com Boom, in the show notes. Jess Burdick, this conversation was long overdue, and I look forward to round two in the near future. I would love to, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I also wanted to mention, too, um, you've had Damien on, which I've listened to because I'm a big fan of Yeah, I know. We totally mentioned, we totally talked about you in that episode. I know, and I wanted to say that was, I thought that was going to be my only day in the sun, and look at me now. No, no. It was just a matter of time. It was just—I don't know if the world is ready for a Casey and Jay Birdie conversation. So I'm really glad that we were able to bring this yeah, to life for everyone. Yeah, no, this is good. We're 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 a little bit calmer than when how when we first met. We're it's we've, we've it's down. not even noon yet. Oh, it is past afternoon. But I'll say like morning conversations, we can be a little maybe more reserved. So that's good. Yeah, right. Definitely. Hi, everyone. It's Casey again. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and I wanted to ask you a huge favor. 
I don't ask for a lot of favors, but if you could, whatever you're listening to this podcast through iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, if you could take a minute and just go write a review, I would really appreciate it. I don't get any bonus points or anything like that for it, but I really think it would help get the word out. And if this podcast has helped you, it might help someone else and it'll do a better job of getting that word out to who might need it.